For the past several weeks, the coronavirus seems to be the only topic on everyone's mind. It dominates the news, is altering our lives, and is threatening our future. But is there a silver lining? Is there anything spiritually beneficial that can come out of all of this? In this episode of Hardcore Christianity, I will attempt to answer the question, is there any spiritual benefit to the coronavirus, by offering six possibilities. If you're struggling to see the positive in these dark times, you'll want to stick around for this episode of Hardcore Christianity. Hello, and welcome to this special episode of Hardcore Christianity, where I'll explore the question, are there any spiritual benefits to the coronavirus? I want to start off first by saying that it is not my intent to make light of the coronavirus. I know that many are facing a lot of uncertainty and pain in this time. I mean, this coronavirus, this virus that is happening worldwide is a real problem for many people. Some of you have lost your jobs or are facing the potential of losing your job. Uh, and some of you aren't getting any income. Some are, are threatened by losing uh, the income that you currently have. Some of you are sick, have become sick from the virus and, uh, and are held up and self-quarantined. Uh, some have been forced to quarantine, even if you aren't sick or maybe showing some symptoms. And I know that some of you may also know of those who have died from the coronavirus. And, you know, that's not even to mention some of the long-term indirect consequences that we can't even see right now that all of us will feel from the coronavirus, be it economic or, uh, you know, structural, who knows what's going to be happening in the future. So I know there's uncertainty. I know there are some of you who are really facing real problems and real uh, uh, anxieties from this virus. And But I can say at this point, I am blessed to be virtually unaffected uh, by the coronavirus. I'm currently under a shelter-in-place order here in Michigan, uh, so I'm at home right now for the next three weeks, and this is really the fourth day in that uh, stay-at-home shelter-in-place order. Um, I still have a job. I still get a paycheck. I'm actually working at home and doing partially working at home, and some of the days I can have off, um, so it's kind of a muted. Uh, it's not as I'm not working as much as I usually do, but at least I still have a, a steady paycheck coming in, at least for the next three weeks. Um, I still have my health. My wife does too. We Neither of us are showing any symptoms. Neither of us are sick. And everyone that I know is doing relatively well. I don't know of anyone who has contracted the virus at this point, and no one is staying at home sick. There are a lot of people who have their jobs threatened at this time. But I know that some of you are not doing as well as I am, so... If you are offended by this title, I apologize. It is certainly not my intent. But I do believe that there may be some, some things that we can take away from this episode, even if you're going through some tough times right now. I also want to mention that I'm recording this alone. I don't have a co-host. This is the very first time that I've done this since the reboot of her Hardcore Christianity uh, for the episodes past and, and hopefully even for the, all the episodes in the future. I'll have a co-host that talks about a topic with me. Uh, but I felt compelled to record this episode because I feel and I believe that if we aren't careful, we may miss opportunities that God is affording us at this time. And I know that this episode will be shorter than all of the other episodes that, that we've done on Hardcore Christianity, which typically run about an hour. And I also really don't intend to keep this episode up 
much past the event of the coronavirus. And the reason for that is, is that I purposefully avoid topics that are dated or time sensitive because after a couple of months, they're really no longer as relevant as they were when I first recorded it. The Bible is timeless and it is always relevant, which is why I typically try to address topics that will always be true for us. But this is a special episode and this is a special time and I decided that it would be a good time to put out this episode. So are there any spiritual benefits to the coronavirus? I would argue that there are. I would suggest that we can leverage this time for the kingdom personally and within our community. How? Well, let's get to it, shall we? The first of the six benefits that I would like to point out in this episode is that during this time when our current habits are being interrupted because our schedules are all out of whack because of this coronavirus, I think it is a good time to break some of the habitual sins that we have in our life. And it also may be a good time to institute patterns of righteousness in our lives. So basically to break some bad habits and to form some good habits. You know, a study from sciencealert.com says, researchers from the University College of, in London examined the new habits of 96 people over the space of 12 weeks and found that the average time it takes for a new habit to stick is 66 days. Furthermore, individual times varied from 18 to 254 days. The takeaway message here is that if you want to develop a new behavior, it will take at least two months. And that whole study doesn't even take into account the Holy Spirit helping us. But I wanted to point out that there is a time, at least according to this study, that between 18 days and 254 days, um, they suggest that we can form new habits. And they say that at least two months, around the two-month time for most people, can break or form new habits. Now, we are all creatures of habit. We form patterns of righteousness and patterns of sin. And I don't know how long this virus will happen and will affect or will, will disrupt our patterns, our current patterns of life. But I do know that if there are some of you out there who are uh, harboring habitual sins, some that are secret sins that nobody knows about, our patterns that we had before the coronavirus afforded us to continue to do those sins. So for instance, if you were an, an adultery, if you were um, stepping out on your spouse, um, that is afforded because your patterns are consistent. So however you got together with the other person, uh, it would only be possible because your patterns are consistent. Now that the patterns are disrupted, uh, that is, po is likely not possible anymore. So there may be a long period of time before even if you wanted to, you could continue that pattern of sin. And there's a lot of other secret sins that I know if you put your mind to it, you can think of some of you who may be listening might already have some secret sins that you have uh, that are habitual that you've been doing and that you've formed a pattern of doing. And when we form a pattern, that means that there's typically a certain thing, a trigger, a time that uh, allows us to be able to engage in this sinful behavior. And I would argue that during this time of the coronavirus, the stay-at-home orders, uh, the self-quarantining, the, the time that we can't stay at work and we can't communicate with those directly that we've um, always been able to communicate with directly, this disruption will allow us, um, time will break up those sinful patterns uh, that, we, that we were able to do um, before this time. So I would encourage you, if you have bad sinful habits that you have habitually uh, been doing, um, 
this may be a good time along with the Holy Spirit, with the help of the Holy Spirit to, to break these. Now, we may not be um, in this pattern for 18 to 254 days. I don't know how long it's going to last, but it'd be a good time to start. And if we get a good running start on, a, on breaking a bad habit, the Holy Spirit can bring us through to the finish line. So I encourage you, any of you who have habitual sins that are now interrupted and disrupted by the coronavirus, take advantage of this time. Also, it is a good time to form good habits. Good habits. Lifehack.org has a quote that says, it is easier to start doing something new than to stop doing something habitual without a replacement behavior. So it's easier to start something good than it is to stop something bad. So the 18 to 24 day pattern that they mentioned in the study uh, might be even sooner for those who are trying to start a good habit. And it is a good time to start a good habit, especially something that is spiritual. So if you have been away from the Lord uh, in this last, I mean, in, in your pattern, your daily patterns, you can't seem to figure out a way to, to fit in the Holy Spirit, to fit in time with God, to, to, to lock yourself away and pray, to uh, read the Bible consistently, to fast, to um, seek his face, to praise his name. This would be a good time to start doing that. Uh, because since our patterns are disrupted, we can more easily, I would, I would argue, find time uh, to do these things. So I would encourage you in this time to consider how you can stop one bad thing, to stop one bad sinful habit, and to start one good thing, one spiritual habit, like reading the Bible once a day or praying consistently. So that's one thing. The second uh, thing that I think we can do or, or uh, benefit of the coronavirus is to understand that tragedies always seem to bring people together. Psychcentral.com has this story, has an article that's titled, When Tragedy Provides. It is written by uh, Dr. John Grohall. And uh, it says, in part, but all tragedies, personal or epic, have positive side effects, whether we can see them at the time or not. Besides bringing people closer together and often reacquainting them with the most basic human emotions, most personal tragedies can cause a person to realize the finiteness and mortality of their lives, that they are not on this earth forever despite the way they may feel sometimes, and that every day starting today counts. It should count as if it were their last day alive. And I would agree with that. I, I um, have thought that on occasions, uh, every time we do have uh, uh, either, a, we don't really typically have a lot of global catastrophes, but we do have um, either statewide or we have um, major catastrophes that we can see and look to in our past and see how humanity comes together. Uh, and, and we put aside our differences for a time and we focus on helping one another and bailing people out of a bad situation. And if you think about the Hurricane Katrina that happened here in, in the States and then also 9-11, uh, those are two um, other things that we can see where humanity uh, just comes together. And there are several other times when we can see um, calamities that are, are what we call acts of God, like hurricanes and, and devastation and, and plagues and things that come together that bring humanity together. And we see the best of ourselves in that time. Consider what's happening now. I mean, you can, you, as you look at the news, I know I've been following the news and the bipartisan cooperation in our government approving over a $2 trillion uh, relief fund and 
a hundred percent of the people, uh, you know, uh, they agreed for once. That was a, a pulling together of people and putting aside our differences. Large companies are stepping up to donate medical equipment. Some are even creating equipment that they don't typically create. Uh, and they didn't create that a month ago. And now they're creating it for, to help out humanity. And of course, citizens are finding creative ways to love their neighbor by organizing food deliveries for the elderly, for babysitting for the health care workers, and spending even their own money to help others. So this time, in times like these, afford humanity to step up and be Christians, to be good. Even if they're not believers in Christ, um, the positive that can be found in, in a time like this is seeing people be good. And we see the good side of people. We see people actually reaching out and being examples for believers. I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes uh, I can look at unbelievers and they seem to be exhibiting uh, Christ-like behaviors that sometimes far exceed mine. And if you look around in the community and you watch the news, you might see that as well. And it gives, it inspires us, I believe, as believers to do the same. Number three, uh, we are forced to exercise our dependence on God during times like these. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, it says, That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You see, we are, we are no longer relying on ourselves for our independence in times like these. We are reminded of the reality that being in control is really an illusion. And we begin to put our trust once again in God, which is where it should always have been. And I know that uh, for me, um, when things get tough like this, when things are out of my control, the best time, uh, the best moments for me to put my trust in God and to not feel anxiety is when I know that whatever is going on is not my fault and also to know that whatever is going on, I can do nothing about it. Because when I know it's my fault, then I feel anxiety because I can always, I keep rolling over my mind where, what if I did not do that? I, I caused this, I created this. Whereas all of us know that we did not create the coronavirus. Also, if I knew that there was something I can do to stop it, there was something I can personally do and I'm not doing it, then that would add anxiety. But knowing that those two things are not in play helps me to put my complete trust in God and understand that there's nothing I can do but throw up my hands and say, Lord, please help us in this situation. If, if it's not for you, then we will go down. We will actually uh, end up failing and maybe even dying because of your of a lack of your intervention. So it is a good time to realize that uh, our dependence on God is very real. All of the things that we might have put our trust in is now in limbo, specifically if it's financial or, or even your health. We, we don't have a whole lot of control over either of those things during this time. So it is a good time to exercise our dependence and be reminded that we need the Lord. So I would encourage you at this time to, to just put your trust in God and to pray to him and to say, Lord, I cannot do anything. This is beyond me and it is totally within your control and uh, allow him to be your strength uh, in this time as you depend upon him. So the fourth benefit that I can see coming out of the coronavirus is that we take this time to implement time alone with God, to strengthen our walk with God, just like Christ did. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 23, it says, After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was all alone. 
And this is one of those new habitual habits that you could put in place if you chose to. Um, but even if it is only highlighted during this time, it is a positive thing, even if you only do it during this, during this crisis time. You know, to purposefully take out time and out of your busy schedule that normally is crazy busy and to spend some time with God. I believe that most of us during this time have more time on our hands than we did before because we are sheltered away we are locked away, we have more alone time. There's really not a, a lot of excuse why we can't find time to spend with the Lord. And I would encourage you to, during this time, to find those times when you can actually close the door and pray to God for as long as you want to. I know that in my personal life, I try to lock myself, close the door and pray to God for at least five minutes. It usually goes from five minutes to a half an hour uh, I can spend in time uh, just praying to the Lord and and uh, uh, just pouring out my heart to him, uh, even if it is just to, to praise him and thank him for what he's been doing. This time can become a, 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 a starting point in your life to implement one of those habits. If you start doing it now, it may even stick after the virus has concluded, where you find how beneficial it is to start I say to start your day off with, but anytime you uh, you want to spend time with the Lord, it might you might see the benefits of that of the Lord just clearing just just clearing your mind and actually giving you peace and helping you to focus and helping you to have your mind set upon Him. So I would encourage you at this time where your schedule's all crazy and uh, or 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 totally free when you have time alone, which we all, uh, several of us do, to find time to spend with the Lord. So the number, the fifth reason that I think that the coronavirus can be a benefit, a silver lining in this time, is to afford, it's a time to afford the opportunity for the churches to really be the representation of Christ. It's an excellent time for Christians to proactively find ways to help those who are in need. Um, as I mentioned in the earlier in this episode, where we saw how the community, how individuals are doing that very thing, this is a time for the church to do it, for people to say that the church is actually being the church. And it was it's something that could, in some ways, separate us from those who are not believers. And I know that there are a lot of unbelievers who are doing wonderful things in this time, but it is our mandate, I believe, as as people who call ourselves Christians, followers of Christ, to reflect his character and his nature, which is one of the things he would do and one of the things we're commanded to do, which is to reach out to our fellow brothers and sisters, to treat others as better than ourselves. And this is a good time to figure out ways to be proactive, to be creative in ways in which we can reach out and help those. And some of those stories that I heard on the news and, and ways and people are how people are doing that is really inspiring to, as how they're able to figure out some creative ways to do that. One of my scary prayers that I had um, made during this time was I prayed to God that he would open up whatever opportunity and direct me in whatever way that uh, during this time that I could help someone, but that he would also give me the right heart to do it. Because I know that there are some times when I, when God may ask me to do something and I know that I don't want to do it. I'm sure you might have experienced that as well, where God is asking you or, or even commanding you to do something. And you're thinking, I don't, I don't want to do that. I mean, Jonah did that in Nineveh where he didn't want to go, go to Nineveh and, and, and preach to them. I know there are times when, uh, God is calling me to step out of my comfort zone or to give up something that I really want to hold on to or to 
do something where I know I'm not going to be appreciated even for doing it or for put, to put myself in harm's way or uh, to make myself feel like um, I'm going to be unappreciated or, or, or looked, laughed at or looked upon as weird and strange. But my prayer is that God will help me uh, to have the right heart if he asks me to do something so that I won't be so resistant to it. So God may be asking you during this time to do something that is not typical for you or difficult for you to do. He may put someone in your life that is really struggling and you're not struggling as much. And he may be calling you to help them in a way that might make you feel pain, that might put you in danger or who that might um, uh, cause you uh, financial stress. Um, but my prayer for me, and I hope that you may have this, a similar prayer, is that we will have the right heart and be open to God to do whatever he wants us to do, even if it is tough. Okay, so the sixth and final, and this is not exhaustive, of course. I'm sure there are several that you might be able to think about as to why and what, we, what this virus can do beneficially to our spirit and our spiritual lives and our spiritual walk. But the sixth one and the final one that I'll do on this show is that this time provides an opportunity for unbelievers to become woke to the gospel. As I said earlier in psychcentral.com, they said that calamity always seems to drive people to think about their own mortality. And I would say that in turn, it helps them to think about God. So I think this is a time for us to prepare ourselves for a new wave of converts, to disciple them so that the seeds fall on fertile soil. So we should plan for it. I think we should be ready for it as a church and as believers uh, to prepare for people to that might want to come to the Lord because they are stressed out and they need, they need God. I think uh, when we find ourselves in difficult situations or even when we hit rock bottom, um, we turn to God and we cry out to him, even if we aren't believers uh, at the time. So I think that this may be a time when people are stressed out or um, really depressed or are, are pushed to the brink where they call out to God and God may deliver them. And in that time, the church has to stand to step up. That means any believer, every believer who calls themselves a follower of Christ needs to step up and um, to shepherd these new converts, to disciple them, or uh, people who are questioning or and, and need um, to hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, it may be a good time. It may be fertile time. It may be where we have an opportunity to do things that we didn't have an opportunity to do before this time. We can also see that there may be revivals with believers in this new time that we can be that we are pressing into God more than we have in recent years. This time may even draw us as believers closer to God. We may actually see a revival. He may do an amazing thing during this time and spark it off and we need to be ready for that as well. So those are just a handful of things that I thought of that might be beneficial. Uh, during this time of calamity where we can all only see darkness and we can only see uh, tragedy and uncertainty, um, I believe that at least these are six things that we can take away from and say, well, maybe the Lord is going to use this time to do a few good things, that, that there is a silver lining in this time of, of uh, uncertainty. So what would I consider that are takeaways from this episode of Hardcore Christianity? Well, I would say that every believer should pray that the Holy Spirit reveal any directives for us during this time. It could be to change a behavior, to stop something that we are doing that is sinful and negative, or, and or to start something that is spiritual and positive and as a pattern of righteousness. It is a good time to do that right now. Also, we have opportunities to serve others out there who may be struggling 
uh, that we've been meaning to get to. Uh, but now is a good time to actually get around to doing what we had have had planted in our minds by the Holy Spirit. And if you're waiting to hear from God to do something to reach out to that person, now is a good time. Another thing is to pray more deliberately and specifically, keeping in mind the character and the will of God. I always like to pray deliberately and specifically because I think that during those times when we are seriously engaged with something that is deliberate and specific, our hearts, are, our, our, our motives are not only right, but there's, that our hearts are really engaged. And I think that the Holy Spirit can sense when we are seriously engaged and pressing into him and crying out to him with, with all that is in us, or if we're just flippantly saying a prayer because it is the right thing to do or it's something on our on our checkoff list. So if it's specific and it's deliberate, I believe that uh, that those I believe those prayers are even more powerful than if we just um, uh, than typical prayers. And then lastly, I would say to trust him more deeply. This is a good time to trust God more deeply. So I would encourage you not to let this time pass by without making a meaningful change in your life. Hopefully, when we come out of this on the other side, we'll be better people and stronger Christians. Well, I want to thank you for spending time with me as I explored the question, are there any spiritual benefits to the coronavirus? I hope you've enjoyed the show. Be sure to join me and a co-host next time as we explore another challenging topic from a Christian worldview. But until then, I encourage you to make every effort to keep your walk hardcore. See you next time. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode, or if you have an episode topic that you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-C-M-V at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hardcore Christianity is produced by KTF Productions. Thanks for listening and God bless.